0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to The Black Box. welcome back to the black box i'm your host sean Pryor. what's good everybody it's been a while hasn't it yes yes it has i have been busy putting together the cash and carry kickstarter rewards getting them out to the people sending packages upon packages upon packages upon packages oh, so many other things have happened since like the last time we got dropped the episode i promised you that i'd get you one earlier but you know what life happens and so here we are right now to those still listening to the podcast i thank you for uh, still listening and being here in support of the black box podcast and to those who are new to the to the podcast once again my name is sean Pryor. i'm the host of the black box we talk about a lot of different things whether it be music in all forms of genres whether it be hip-hop r&b pop soul um, you name it we talk about film sometimes we talk about comics sometimes we just talk that real shit uh, the podcast has progressed um, in the five-plus years that it's been on the air um, and in your ears. So, as always, I hope you continue to dig what we're trying to do here. Now, before we get this episode started off, um, this is going to be another little shorty because it's a prelude to an episode that's going to drop the next week. Yes, I know you're probably saying, "This Man, this motherfucker ain't going to drop another episode. It takes forever to edit this stuff. No, I promise you, there's another episode dropping next week. So this is a shorty once again. But there's a reason why I'm giving you this shorty. Uh, first off, for those that will be attending New York Comic Con from October 8th to October the 11th, I am going to be on two panels, not one, two, I will be on two panels at New York Comic Con with like slews of talented people and one of those panels that I will be on takes place Thursday, October the 8th, 6.30pm to 7.30pm in room one a 18 Um, It is the hashtag Black Comics Month Diversity in Comics panel, where I will be on a panel with David Walker, Afua Afua Richardson, Steve Orlando, Jeremy Whitley, Mildred Lewis, yours truly, uh, Mickey Kendall, and Christine Din. Once again, this is the hashtag Black, Black Comics Month panel, and the panel is as follows. Hashtag Black Comics Month was birthed during Black History Month and spotlighted 28 days of black comic creators. Realize, re, after realizing that 28 days wasn't enough, BlackComicsMonth.com has continued featuring black creators in the mainstream as well as the independent comics community, along with black comic characters. When hashtag Black Comics Month was featured on several sites, we realized the community was craving diversity in comics as a whole. This panel will feature feature many creators of color and discuss diversity in comics. So once again, Thursday, October 8th, 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. room 181A at the Javits Convention Center. You can see me alongside David Walker, Afua Richardson, Steve Orlando, Jeremy Whitley, Mildred Lewis, Sean Pryor, that's me, Mickey Kendall, and Christine Dinn. So I hope to see you there. It's going to be a good time. I do kind of plan to wild out, but we'll see. We'll see what happens when we get there. But seriously, it's going to be a really great time. I hope you come to that panel. Now... The other panel that I'm going to be on takes place Saturday, October the 10th from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. in room 1A05. Uh, once again, that's room 1A05. And that is the Action Lab Five Years and Beyond panel. And I know what you're probably saying. It's like, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Didn't you leave Action Lab Entertainment last year? Well, yeah, I did. I stepped down from you know my administrative positions at Action Lab and whatnot, but... You know, you can't have a five-year panel and beyond without one of the dudes that helped build Action Lab, right? You know what I'm saying? That's like watching. That's like watching Forever Red. That one episode of uh, Power Rangers Wild Force, where it's like um, you had like the Red Ranger reunion with all the Red Rangers, and like all the Red Rangers are there, and they're like, wait a minute, you know. It shouldn't there, isn't, there, isn't there one more? And then Tommy, like, act like a punk. He'd be like, yeah, but, um, you know, he probably just couldn't make it. And then out of nowhere, you see this dude coming up in the motorcycle, and he pull off the motorcycle, he take off the helmet, and it's Jason. He was like, how y'all gonna do this without me? Sorry, I'm a big Power Rangers fan, so I had to put that analogy out there. Anyway, the Action Lab Five Years and Beyond panel is as follows. On the eve of their fifth anniversary, Action Lab shows no signs of stopping. Join Jamal Eigel, Vito Delasante, Sean Pryor, that's me. Brian Hess, Enrica Young, Kyle Puttkamer, and Action Lab Entertainment CEO Brian Seaton as they talk about all the things the lab has planned for 2016, which includes more full moon production titles, more all ages books, and the debut of the Actionverse. There may be a few surprises too, and I will have some surprises for the people attending that panel. I can't tell you what it is because otherwise, you know, if I tell you, that's not a surprise now, isn't it? So I'm gonna have some surprises for y'all at the panel. I hope to see y'all there once again, Saturday, October 10th, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Room 1A05, the Action Lab Five Years and Beyond panel. I'm extremely, extremely excited to be a part of both of these panels. I can't wait to see y'all. And If you go to NYCC, we're gonna have a blast. We're gonna have a good time. I plan to wild wild out. I just want you to know that right now. So um, I can't wait. probably wondering okay what is the next episode of the black box about all right i'll give you a hint
0: compton was the american dream sunny california with a palm tree in the front yard the camper the boat Temptingly close to the Los Angeles ghetto in the 50s and 60s, it became the black American dream. Open housing paved the way as middle-class blacks flooded into the city. Whites don't buy houses in common anymore. Now, with 74% of the population, black power is the fact of life. From banks to bowling alleys. But the dream that many blacks thought they were buying has turned sour. Though the mayor and four out of five city councilmen are black, they have been unable to solve the problems of crime and growing welfare, which is slowly turning suburban Compton into an extension of the black inner city. Crime is now as high as the ghetto. 47 homicides last year gave Compton one of the highest per capita rates in the country. Juvenile gang activity, mugging. We will be
1: discussing in depth the Dr. Dre album Compton. Now, I can't do this by myself. And you know, for those that have listened to The Black Box for like for years or whatever, when we start getting these hip hop discussions and these music discussions, I can't do this without Team Tundra. So next week, you will hear yours truly, alongside uh, Julian Lytle, Tribe One, and Taylor Pithers, as we go all in and discuss Compton from Dr. Dre, the final album release from dr Dre. the conversation was recorded on august 23rd i've uh, had this thing in the editing bay for a while putting in that work and now you will be able to hear it but we, we are not we are not just talking about compton because then the conversation about compton led us to talk about
2: straight out of Compton, crazy motherfucker named ice cube from the gang called niggas with attitudes when i'm called off i got a saw off squeeze a trigger and bodies are hard off if you fuck with me, the police are gonna have to come and get me off your ass. That's how. I'm-
1: That's right straight out of Compton directed by F Gary Gray the biopic of niggas with attitudes we talk about that as well and then we also discuss the 4 year anniversary of sweet sweet Sound so, so. Sweet, don't you agree
2: squeeze, uh, don't, don't believe her. Huh. I invented sweat, popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cab. Proof. I guess I got my swagger back. Truth. New watch alert. Hugh blows Or the big face rolly I got two of those Arm my the window through the city I'm a new slope Cut back, snap back See my cut through the holes. Go. Damn, Yeezy and hope Where the hell you been? Niggas talking real reckless. Stuck, man I adopted these niggas Put them in. Now I'm about to make them Tuck their whole summer in They say I'm crazy but I'm about to go dumb again They ain't see me Cause I pulled up in my other bins Last week I was in my other, other bins All your diamonds up Cause we in this bitch yeah. another again shoot fresh Looking like wealth, I'm about to call a paparazzi on myself uh. Live from the mercy. Run up on Yeezy, the wrong way I might murk Flee in the G450, I might surface Political refugee asylum can be perched. Yes,
1: the Watch the Throne album, the Jay-Z Kanye West collabo record So please prepare for that episode I promise you it's going to drop next week My goal is, is to have it on, I have it available to the people on Wednesday. I may do, may even be able to drop it earlier if I have more time to edit. So it's almost done. I'm just trying to tweak it a little bit, make it sound just right, so you can enjoy it. So get ready, and we also talk some real shit too. So be prepared for that too, because you can't talk about Compton straight out of Compton and watch The Throne without really talking about some real life shit too. So be prepared for that. I can't wait. It's it was so great to be back with Team Tundra. To talk about this stuff again, and it, you know, and and it made me um remember how much I I enjoy podcasting. Like, yes, I can't really do it as much as I would like to nowadays, you know, with all like I said with all this comic book stuff going on right now. Basically, like revitalizing my comics career thanks to Cash and Carry, but still, I really enjoy podcasting. It's something that's important to me, and it's fun, and I still plan on giving the people giving y'all hot shit. So just be prepared for that. It is on the way next week. On the previous episode, I delivered to y'all a I delivered to y'all a B-side EPMD track that a lot of y'all probably never heard before. And I also presented you with uh, an R&B classic from The System. And this week, I got two more jams for you while I was digging in the crates. We're going to go back to the 80s again. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about an era in the 80s where, just like in the 90s, there were a lot of very talented R&B artists, uh, both male and female. Uh, Extremely, the, the talent pool was so heavy and so there were times where you would have artists that would really just be on the scene for like two or three years tops and could have beautiful voices. They may not always have the greatest songwriters, the greatest production in the world, but they were talented enough to hold their own and at least make a little bit in a niche that was dominated by like, you know, superstars during that period of time. Whether it's Michael Jackson or Lyle Ritchie or Bobby Brown or New Edition or Ralph Tresvent or Johnny Gill. You know Stevie Wonder bouncing in and out, make a couple of hot albums every now and then. You know whether it be a Jodeci. You know still, there's the talent pool was so heavy for like a good twenty years. You could be immensely talented and scratch the surface and still not really be able to compete with the upper echelon of artists. Well, one of those artists that I want to talk about is a brother by the name of Lilo Thomas. Lilo Thomas was prevalent between between 1983 to 1987. He had three records that were released on Capitol Records from 83 to 87. Once again, very talented musician, really good singer. What a lot of people didn't know is that not only was he pursuing a career in music, he was also very athletic. Uh, he had set the world record for the 200 meters at the age of 16, and as a member of the US track and field team, he had qualified for the 84 Olympics, but a car accident basically nixed his you know, capability or possibility of even attending the Olympics in 84 and that also put the kayabash on his athletic career however his very first album was released on Capitol Records in 83 which charted at number 23 on the on the R&B albums record charts and he also was a successful uh, session vocalist he had worked with folks such as Evelyn Champagne King Kashif uh, James Ingram and George Benson see that's all 80s cats right there like 70s and 80s cats right there um, I know. I'm sure. Like some of these listeners, is like, who, who the hell are you talking about? Trust me, in the in the 70s and 80s, those cats, they were like, they were the shit. So he was a session vocalist, a session vocalist for them, and he also had become Melba Moore's protege as well. And Melba Moore was somebody that was also heavy in the R&B scene back in the early 80s to mid 80s as well. In 1985, he tours with Eddie Murphy for a little bit and if i'm not mistaken yeah in 1985 he tours with eddie murphy yeah y'all forgot like eddie murphy had them r&b albums you know basically eddie murphy was trying to be jamie Foxx before jamie Foxx like found out and discovered how to be jamie Foxx. eddie murphy got a slew of r&b records a slew of them i ain't saying they bad i ain't saying they good you judging for yourself i'm not here to crack on eddie murphy however (laughs) lilo thomas toured with eddie for a while and then after that in 87 He had his most successful song. It was off of his final album with Capitol Records, simply called Lilo, Lilo Thomas. Um, It was his most successful record. And it charted at number 10 on the U.S. R&B albums chart. And his number well, his most popular song on that album and and the most popular song he ever had to date, titled I'm in Love, peaked at number two on the um, R&B charts on r b singles charts and that's the song i'm gonna play for you today it's called i'm in love it's by lilo thomas lilo thomas has this really interesting voice because it sounds like a little bit like freddie jackson but like with a twist of um a couple other things mixed in like a little bit of freddie jackson a little bit of kashif a little bit of uh, chucky booker so yeah i'm digging in the crates y'all so have a listen to i'm in love by lilo thomas also check out some of Lilo Thomas's works on YouTube as well because YouTube just has everything and you might find some Soul Train appearances if uh, Universal hasn't taken them off yet or uh, you might find some of his other albums some of his other songs on YouTube as well so you can have a listen to Lilo Thomas hope you dug that song okay the other track I want to play for you it's a pop it's a pop record but really it's a pop slash R&B record and it was like one of my favorite songs like back in uh, 1991 It's by this group called Natural Selection. This is the only song that anyone remembers from them. Um, It's a couple cats uh, based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And when I say Minneapolis, Minnesota, you'll kind of understand why I'm putting emphasis on that because during that period of time, and still to this day, there's another brother out in Minneapolis, Minnesota who still is making some bomb-ass music. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Prince. When you hear this song... You'll see what I'm talking about. Anyway, Natural Selection was a group that was formed by two cats. A cat by the name of Elliot Erickson and a singer by the name of Steve Kalson. And uh, they recorded some demos and some covers. And like one of their singles got picked up independently. And it got played on uh, Minneapolis and Wisconsin radio. They got a little bit of buzz. They came together and said, okay, let's call the group. we'll call the group Natural Selection. Then out of nowhere, uh, Steve Kalson... Uh, leaves the band or slash group or whatever he leaves and gets replaced by Frederick Thomas Who does the singing on the song that we're about to play the song was called, uh, you know, they do anything and Like I said before it was uh, the only hit, the only major major hit that they had um, In the US is in 1991 it charted all the way up to number two on the pop charts the other had, had another single called like hearts don't think they feel which like reached as high as number 28 But it had no, no appeal. It didn't have the appeal that Do Anything has or had um, for natural selection. Basically, this song charted so high, but the only person, the only, the only person they couldn't top was Mariah Carey because emotions was number one at that period of time. And wasn't nobody fucking with Mariah Carey, wasn't nobody fucking with her. But they got the number two on the pop charts. And, and that's pretty strong. That's it's pretty strong. So the song is called Do Anything by Natural Selection. There is... Um, oh, I forgot. There's also like a rap in the song that's uh, done by, I think, like done by Frederick Thomas. But originally the rap was recorded by a cat my name, is Ingrid Chavez. But they had to remove that rap from the song because Ingrid Chavez at the time was signed to Paisley Park Records. Which is owned by Prince. Anyway... When you listen to the song, Frederick Th- uh, Frederick Thomas has this Prince-like vibe when he's singing. So, yeah, and so like I said, once again, it's weird. Like, you know, it's weird because once again, coming from min- Minneapolis, Minnesota. I hope you like this song. The only issues I kind of got with the song is, uh, you'll kind of you'll hear it during the hook. Uh, there's like this lady always trying to talk and it's like, and she's rhyming a little bit and it's just kind of corny, but I do love, I do enjoy the song a lot. I hope you dig it too. Natural selection, do anything.
3: A third Do Would you wine and dine to the brick of dawn? Do Would you turn
2: In the right direction for affection. See what I'm saying? I ain't playing. Stop delaying, girl, and make me your natural selection. You're crazy. I don't
3: know about you, but uh, I think tonight life- Out and rock the floor, give me every little bit of your love. What I said, make it smooth to the groove like sandwich bread. Is you for me? me.
1: I never really dug that whole sandwich bread line. I hate that shit. Anyway, I still dig the song, though. Uh, Natural Selection, Do Anything. Uh, like so you, I think you still might be able to buy it somewhere. Normally, it's just like on compilations and things like that. It's very hard to find their actual album. I think their album is still out of print to this day. Um, but yeah, Natural Selection, Do Anything. All right, look, I got to take off i got like these kickstarter packages i still got to wrap up i got so much stuff i gotta do before new york comic-con comes around like i said two panels two panels you can't miss them you can't miss it if you're going to nycc come see me at these panels with a lot of other talented people as well the hashtag black comics month diversity and comics panel thursday october 8th six thirty p.m to seven thirty p.m room 1a 1a and then the Action Lab Entertainment panel, Five Years and Beyond, Saturday, October 10th, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., room 1A05. Going to have a ball, y'all. Hope to see y'all there. Let's wild it out together, all right? All right, hey, promise you, new black box. We talking Compton. We talking straight out of Compton. We talking Watch the Throne next week. Do everything in my power to have that ready for you. Peace.